everybody. This is another episode of Talking Sports with Evan. I am your host, Evan Wataus, and I want to thank you all for joining me here tonight on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Talking Sports with Evan Facebook page. I appreciate you all. And uh, wow, it has been uh, what a week in the world of sports in general. We've had Aaron Rodgers announce that he is returning to Green Bay for the upcoming football season. Exciting news there. Um, Great for the Packers, great for Green Bay. So I'm going to discuss um, in the show today why Aaron Rodgers returning is great for both sides. Major League Baseball, they finally reached an agreement. They finally, after 99 days of negotiations, Uh, Baseball and the Players Association, MLB and the Players Association, finally reached an agreement. So I'm going to talk about that. And the Bucs now won five or six in a row. And my my question for you all is simple. Why isn't Giannis getting enough MVP love? I don't understand. Why is Giannis not getting more MVP love? And if you want to comment, you can comment on any of the platforms that you're watching the show live, or you can uh, tweet at me directly at Evan with sports. Uh, so that is basically the main three focus areas of today. Um, why isn't Giannis getting any more at getting the love as MVP? Is it just that basketball is bored with him? Um, the, the, the media, he just so good that they're just bored with him. Um, and like I said, baseball's back. So I don't even, there's so many different, so, so many ways I can start, but I'm going to start with this baseball being back after 99 days, as I mentioned, the players association and the owners finally reached an agreement and I'm happy to see that they reached an agreement. So a lot of the, at the argument was about the, uh, the uh, CBT threshold, which is basically the sa- uh, luxury tax threshold, the penalty tier, minimal salary, and uh, arbitration bonus pool. Those have basically been the big sticking points between both sides. And I've been one that's been more pro player than I have been pro owner. And, but like you, I've been getting frustrated and I'm getting upset for the fact that we, uh, the players got locked out back in December. Serious talks didn't start until uh, middle, late January into February. And we finally don't reach an agreement until March 10th. So very frustrated baseball fan here, as I'm sure most of you watching this are listening to the, the podcast later and you can, Find this uh, anywhere podcasts are found. If you don't want to, you know, look at this mug for um, roughly 30 minutes, you can go find this podcast anywhere podcasts are found. But I, I'm excited that baseball's back. We get to hear Bob Uecker again. We get to hear B.A., The Rock, and Sophia Minert again. We get to hear uh, Christian Yelich and Willie Adamas and Woodworth and Corbin Burns. We get to see them on the field again. And it sounded like it's going to be fairly quick 
Um, from my, from what I've, from what I've seen and read and seen out there, things are going to happen very quickly. Players are going to be reporting to spring training by next week. Opening day is scheduled to be April seventh um, for most of baseball, and I think unless it's changed, um, we're looking at playing 162 games. So, I. Yeah, Rob Manfred was quoted as saying, uh, generally thrilled to be able to say that Major League Baseball is back and we're going to play 162 games. I do want to start by apologizing to our fans. Looking forward, I could not be more excited about the future of our game. And owners ended their lockout. They voted to ratify the new CBA 30 to nothing, a formality after the players accepted the owner's proposal earlier today as well. So as I mentioned, things are going to be happening extremely quick. Um, the free agency is going to open, uh, possibly tonight. So you might see some free agents and there's still a lot of free agents available in baseball because, uh, there was a lot that didn't get done before, um, the the lockout started and you still have a lot of guys that have to do arbitration and all those other things too. So there's a lot to get done that need to get done by April 7th to get baseball underway. But for me, I'm excited. I hope we don't have to go through this again. And I think it's a five-year deal. I hope we don't have to go through this again. I hope they can get a deal done sooner. And I'm glad that the owners finally put a proposal together for the players, that the players felt comfortable approving, and we can get baseball going. So I am going to probably in the next couple of weeks do a baseball preview show talking about the Brewers' upcoming 2022 season, hopefully championship season as they got uh, went, uh, went for all earlier uh, right before the lockout. Uh, you got a great pitching staff coming back, a strong bullpen coming back, and you hope that you know this is finally the year, third year in a row saying this, you hope this is finally the year that Christian Yelich is able to become the Christian Yelich that we all fell in love with his first two years in Milwaukee. Oh, and one thing, too, that the owners and players agreed on, universal DH. Um, the draft lottery is at six picks. They have a universal DH. Amateur draft is going to be 20 rounds. And players can be optioned five times per year in baseball. But regardless, it's exciting. Baseball's back. We get to hear Bob Euchre on the radio again, and we get to hear Brian Anderson and uh, Bill Schroeder and Sophia Minert on TV again. So if you want to share your thoughts uh, in the comments for those watching live, feel free. What are your What is your excitement level that baseball is back? So if you want to share some thoughts, feel free. I'm going to move on. Uh, I have a quick I have a quick window to get this show in. As I got a uh, commitment I got to get to in about an hour, less than an hour. So the other big news of the week is Aaron Rodgers announced he is returning to the Green Bay Packers after a couple months, I think is the right guess. Because it was shortly after the, as a, the press conference after the season ended, uh, after the game 49er game ended. Aaron Rodgers commented that he's not going to drag this out and he's going to come to a decision fairly quickly. And in the in the eyes of the instant news, instant updates, instant 
uh, gratification that we live in now, uh, most people feel that Aaron Rodgers took forever to make this decision. But in reality, he really didn't. He uh, Middle January, he said that he would uh, make a decision as soon. Um, and uh, today, Mart, uh, two days ago, um, uh, Monday, no, Tuesday, I'm sorry, two days ago, March 8th, Aaron Rodgers decided that he was returning for his 18th season in Green Bay. It's great for all parties. First thing I want to say, Aaron Rodgers coming back, and the Packers desperately wanting Aaron Rodgers back, is not an indictment of Jordan Love. It's not fair to Jordan Love to trash on him, to slam the draft and pick, to run him through the mud for a decision the Packers made in 2020 after seemingly a couple not-so-great years with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers looked like, in reality, he looked like he was starting to slide after the 2019, uh, 2019 season. 2019, 2018, he looked to be struggling. He looked to be, his game looked to be not as effective as it used to be. And I know leg injury, a new offense, a lot of those things played into it. But the Packers as an organization, the Packers are going to be, they were around long before Aaron Rodgers, and they're going to be around long after Aaron Rodgers. So the Packers made a decision, draft Jordan Love, because nine times out of ten, and I think even more than that, when a quarterback starts to decline with age, they don't they don't bounce back and win MVPs two years in a row. The fact that Aaron Rodgers did that deserves a huge applause because you don't typically see that in the NFL. And obviously it wasn't age with Aaron Rodgers. It was something else. There was something else that was affecting the way Aaron Rodgers was playing. And obviously it was his injuries and it was his uh, new offense because Aaron Rodgers has gone back to back MVPs. And the Packers desperately wanting Rodgers back is no indictment of how they feel about Jordan Love. Rodgers won back-to-back MVPs. They want Aaron Rodgers back. They wanted Aaron Rodgers back because he just won back-to-back MVPs. You don't give you don't give up a guy who just went to back-to-back MVPs. Your your job as the front office is to put the team in its best position to win the Super Bowl. That is uh, Brian Gutenkoos' job. That is Mark Murphy's job. That is Matt LaFleur's job. Their job is to put the Packers in best position to win the Super Bowl. And with Aaron Rodgers coming back for an 18th season, that is their best chance to win the Super Bowl. That's just the way it is. And I, I don't mean any disrespect to Jordan Love. I like Jordan Love. I hope he can become a good quarterback down the road as he continues to develop and sit and learn and watch. But I don't I don't use it as an indictment of Jordan Love. I, I just don't. And the other thing, too, I've seen people say, well, now you can cut Jordan Love. Now you can trade Jordan Love. I don't that, – that's ridiculous, too, because unless a team – blows your socks off with an offer, unless a team completely blows your socks away 
with an offer that they're giving you for Jordan Love, you don't trade him. You 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 you're paying him pretty much next to nothing. Um, yeah, you got a jump. You got a uh, fifth year option jump if you decide to execute his fifth year option. But the next two years, year three, year four, you're literally paying Jordan Love nothing. He's been in your system for two years. He knows the offense, and he's a guy that could probably, in a pinch, play some games if Aaron Rodgers becomes not available again. You don't give up on Jordan Love yet. And like I said, unless a team blows blows your socks off with whatever they're going to offer you, you don't move on from Jordan Love. Um, So that's, that's, that's a dumb conversation as well. And... Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday, when it was announced that Rodgers, when Rodgers announced, Pat McAfee announced that he was coming back to Green Bay, um, some numbers got thrown out too. A four-year deal worth $200 million, $150 million, or $153 million, whatever it was, guaranteed, and immediately uh, people were flipping out about the money. People are flipping out about the contract. What about the salary cap? What about the salary cap? What about how are you going to afford this person? How are you going to afford that person? What about salary caps? But in reality, at the end of the day, who cares? Don't look at the the dollar amount. Don't look at the $200 million. Don't look at the $153 million guaranteed. And those numbers have been uh, debunked for now from Rodgers and Pat McAfee saying that that's not the agreement, that's not the deal, and McAfee saying it's going to be a team-friendly deal, don't look at that. Look at the the cap hit per year. Um, the cap hit this year is probably cut in half. Um, I think that's the best the Packers could do for this year. And in reality, it's probably a two-year deal. There's probably um, – I've heard people talk and speculate how it's probably a year-to-year thing. Um, that he can be done uh, next year. He, we can go through this all over again next year. Um, but I honestly think it's a legit two-year deal. It's going to be four years. Um, it's going to be four years in length, but it's technically he's going to be probably assured in Green Bay for the next two years. And the Packers and Aaron Rodgers can both get out of it after two years with bigger cap hits in years three and four. Um, the dead money is probably going to be pretty high, uh, but the salary cap should be jumping too. Um, this should give the Packers flexibility to bring, uh, you know, bring guys back, bring people in. Um, I don't care about the salary cap. And for those that are obsessed with the salary cap, those that have made it their thing, uh, overanalyzing and whatnot, the NFL salary cap after every season, every offseason, whatever, for those that just keep overdoing it, just relax. Like, if that's what you want to do, fine. But understand that there's so many different ways to move money around to lower cap hits from one year to the other. So many different bonuses, so many different whatever that you can do with the salary cap to make it not hit your team as much. And I'm pretty confident in Russ Ball's ability to maneuver things to lessen the Packers' impact on the cap of Aaron Rodgers. Um, and I'm sure 
we're probably going to see something worked out with Devontae Adams as well. So the Packers still have some work to do. We don't know what um, what Rodgers' numbers are for the cap, but with the moves the Packers have made, um, both restructures and releases, and not releases, just restructures and franchise tag, Packers are currently $45 million, uh, $45 million over the cap. So they're not going to have to, between now and next Wednesday, um, they're going to have to do some maneuvering to make things work. And obviously, Zadarius Smith, um, if you cut him, he's going to save you $12 million. Um, Preston Smith, you, you cut him, he'll save you $7 million. You can always restructure him. Uh, you can re uh, you can extend Jair Alexander, uh, give him a contract extension to eliminate some of that 13 million that he has. You can re you can extend, restructure, or release Adrian Amos, and that will get you an additional um, seven million. Oh, sorry, 15 million. My apologies, 15 million for. Zadarius, um, twelve million for Preston Smith. They can take off the books. Um, Four million for Amos. They can take off the books right away. Cobb is going to save you six million, so you can release Cobb or you can extend him at a limit of less than that nine million cap hit that he has. Billy Turner, you can extend, you can restructure, you can uh, release. If you release him, you'll save three million. Um, Dean Laurie would save you four million, which I don't think you would do anything with at this point, anyways. Um, Mason Crosby is at two point three million. You can always uh, extend Elton Jenkins and lower his his cap number for this season. Um, Mercedes Lewis, you can release or he can retire. So there's things the Packers can do in order to get under the cap. And as I mentioned, that's Russ Ball's job to figure out where to get that money from and where to move it from and where to, you know, who to restructure, who to release, who to extend. And I'm sure by the end of the weekend, some of the names I mentioned, well, I'm sure the Rogers deal will be publicly announced by the end of the weekend, which, you know, um, they can get his number. Uh, they can uh, 46 million cap it. They can probably cut in half. So Darius Preston, Amos, Alexander, Turner, all guys that there's probably going to be something done with between now and the end of the weekend. So again, my thing is just let 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 Russ Ball cook. Um, that that's basically my thing. And I honestly always figured and always thought that Aaron Rodgers would return to Green Bay. We saw Russell Wilson get traded to Denver fairly quickly after the Rodgers announcement came out. Um, the fact that they hired Tom Clements to be the quarterback's coach, the fact that Rodgers and the front office have been repeatedly over, you know, saying the same narrative over and over again, um, I figured it would happen. And Aaron Rodgers, excuse me, Aaron Rodgers, as quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, the Packers are basically guaranteed to win the division. No disrespect, Bears, who just traded Khalil Mack today for a couple draft picks. No disrespect, Minnesota, who is stuck with 
Uh, Kirk Cousins, good luck finding a trade partner. No disrespect to Detroit, who still has Jordan Goff as their starting quarterback. Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, assuming he's healthy, assuming he stays healthy, gives the Packers an automatic, a pretty much automatic division win. Your San Francisco is likely starting Trey Lance, a first-time starter. The Rams have some tough decisions to make with uh, bringing people back. Are they going to be able to bring everybody back? I, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, the Buccaneers are taking a step back, losing Tom Brady. The Cowboys, as I've said over and over again, their their coach is a lame duck. You have uh, Sean Payton potentially available next year. Jerry Jones wants Sean Payton in Dallas. He regrets letting Sean Payton walk out that door to take the job in New Orleans years ago. Um, he, he'll do anything to get Sean Payton back. So the Cowboys bearing a Super Bowl victory, Mike McCarthy's job is going to be done after this year. And the Cardinals are a mess. Um, the Eagles are not that good. And Washington now has Carson Wentz as their quarterback. So the NFC is Green Bay's for the taking with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. Why would Rodgers push a trade to go out west to Denver or Las Vegas when you're going to be competing against Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, uh, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, um, just to name a few guys, to compete for a playoff spot, let alone a, a chance for the Super Bowl. So Rodgers made the right move. The Packers made the right move. Rodgers coming back is great for all parties involved. And finally, you know, fun fact here, Giannis Antetokounmpo is now top 25 in scoring among active players. Giannis is likely going to break the Bucks' all-time scoring record um, this season. Very highly likely. He just scored in two games 82 points. Why is Giannis not getting talked about more as MVP? Um, my my uh, buddy Scott, um, he uh, trying to find it. He he posted something um, that I definitely agree with, and he's completely right on. Um, he's a hundred percent right. It's a great take. Is it's quote. I have to say I watched the Bucks game yesterday and I followed him throughout his still young career with the Bucks. And Giannis has become, at least in my mind, and not just your mind, Scott, you're correct, the best all-around basketball player that he has seen ever seen play. Ever seen maybe maybe prisoner of the moment situation, but either way, he's one of the top all-around basketball players that I've ever seen play. And this and then he continues on. What is scary? is he is still improving his game and will probably and probably will refine his skills even more in the future. He has no limits. He is simply amazing. Giannis is simply an amazing player. Um, he uh, is developing his game every year. He's developing a jumper. He's becoming a better three-point shooter. He is uh, a better passer. He's defensive player of the year 
two times and likely uh, contender for it again this year. But you never hear his name mentioned in MVP. Embiid, you hear all the time. Um, the the center out in Denver, uh, Jokic, you hear his name all the time. But nobody's talking about Giannis anymore as an MVP. And I, I got to wonder, is it just voter fatigue? You know, he put up a 50 spot in a clinching game in the NBA Finals. He's scored 50 this year. He scored 40 numerous times. He scored 19 first half points last night. He scored 82 points in his last two games. He's averaging damn near 30 points a game. He's doing things that nobody in the game of basketball has ever really done before. And he's only getting better. He's a top 75 player in the league, uh, in the NBA, all 75 teams. So the NBA celebrated 75th year. Uh, in existence this year, and he was a member of the All-75 team, so he's one of the 75 greatest players in NBA history, and he's just 27 years old, and he's only getting better. His three-point shooting is getting better. His his uh, jump shots, his fadeaway, his hook shots, it's all getting better. And Giannis is putting together a season in the NBA this year that – he should be a top two choice for the MVP. But it's all Joel Embiid. It's all John, John Morant. It's all Jokic. And no disrespect to any of them. They're all fine players. They're all great players. But Giannis deserves more love. Giannis deserves more love, more attention. And and maybe it's because he decided to stay in Milwaukee when there's speculation of where's Giannis going to go. It's fun to talk about him and what not, but now that he stayed in Milwaukee, he signed a Supermax in Milwaukee, I guess maybe it's not so much fun to talk about him, which I find ridiculous. So with that said, um, podcast for this show will be posted uh, probably tomorrow morning, anywhere podcasts are found. Otherwise, you can watch the video here on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube, uh, Talking Sports with Evan, my personal Facebook account. Um Comment, let me know your thoughts. And if you have any questions, if you have any uh, points you want to get out, get off your chest, uh, you can always email me, talkingsportswithevan at gmail.com, or you can find me on Twitter, Evan with Sports, or you can uh, follow the Facebook page, Talking Sports with Evan. I will get back at you uh, next week, another show, talk some more baseball. Also going to talk some NFL draft and NFL combine, which I was going to get to today but just not enough time. But with that said, hope you all have a great rest of your night. Have a safe and wonderful weekend, and I will talk to you all later.